Hello, welcome to Postpartum Talks. I'm Donna. Today's episode, Four Ways to Better Care for Baby. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you can join today. Today, we will be sharing four ways to better care for your newborn. So there are so many things going on. I know I know you're feeling exhausted, hungry, sleepy. Um, your energy level is moving highs and lows, and your hormones are probably kicking in to display many different um, emotions, feelings, and sweat. <laughs> You've done a great job. You have gotten this far. Congratulations again to you and your family, having a new addition to your family. Congratulations to wanting to be a better mother, a better partner, a better family member to your home while you're taking care of this new addition, sharing the love and learning. And I'm very proud of you. I'm very excited for what you have accomplished. And I just want to tell you that's why um, this podcast is here. This podcast is available to encourage you on your postpartum journey. So let's get back to the four ways to better care for your baby. So as you're learning, there's a billion things I'm sure you may not be aware of, especially if this is your actual first baby or your first contact with a baby. So I just want you to know you are doing well. Just calm your nerves. Know that you know um, having a baby is not difficult. Caring for a baby is not difficult. It's your natural instinct to do certain things, to calm your baby, to love your baby, to speak to your baby, and of course, to teach your baby. So I'm just adding a few little tips that I think might help you. I hope that you will look these um, ideas up. I hope that you will continue to educate yourself on better ways of of dealing with problems that may come up or solutions to things that you are not quite sure of, but you know they exist. So this is why we want to keep learning. We want to keep open-minded. We want to keep ourselves available to receive good information. And also, we want to learn how to discern between good information and and false information. False information meaning um, topics or things that pop up that could be harmful or are not as helpful. But again, everybody's family, baby, lifestyle is different. I don't know all everyone else's lifestyle. This is why I'm sharing things that I've done on my journey or that I'm more aware of. But if you find something better that works for you, if you find something that, wow, this is the best, share with me. Remember, I'm leaving my email address. It is amaservices at gmail.com. Ama, A-H-M-A, services at gmail.com. So contact me. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know your ideas or uh, maybe things you don't agree with this podcast that I'll, over the time that you've been listening to it. So please, you know, communicate with me. Let me know what you're thinking so we can all continue to learn together so we can help the next group of mothers and dads and families coming on board as they are learning to take care of their baby. So we're going to talk about cradle cap. We're going to talk about bowel movements, diaper rash, and spitting up. <laughs> so um, one of the things that you will see with your newborn is what we call cradle cap. Cradle cap is, you know, once your baby's out, you know, the um, body's already changing because now they're no longer in your womb. They're not surrounded by water. They're out. The oxygen air has gotten attached to their skin. And so all these changes are going on. And don't forget the baby will be breathing. Everything is, you know, expanding now. So cradle cap is 
um, it's a rough, scaly, flaky patches of skin that's on the scalp of the baby. Sometimes it's yellowish, you know, sometimes it's even behind the ears. And sometimes we'll see it and, and we will think, oh my goodness, what is going on with my baby? What's this waxy, dandruff looking um, item on my baby's scalp? So this is called cradle cap, all right? And the best way to deal with the cradle cap is to wash gently, you know, wash gently daily. You can brush it with a baby's brush. You can comb it with a baby's comb and it'll just kind of flake out onto um, the hairs and between the hairs and you just comb it out gently. You don't want to overbrush where your baby's scalp is red because you overbrush their scalp. Remember, they are still gentle. This is still, you know, their head is still fragile right now as any other part of the baby is. But we do want to be aware the baby's head is still um, the bones are still fusing together. So everything's very gentle. So you don't want to be rough and overly, you know, like you're scrubbing the, the floor. So, you know, it's just to loosen it out a little bit. And you'll see this every day and it will increase. And then you'll have a whole bunch of it and you will see it slowly fading away. But again, the best way to start clearing it out, keeping the baby's head clean is by washing the baby's head gently, rinsing it out, combing it out brushing it out daily, okay? Some people add a little oil to it to help loosen it out. Well, you know, that could be fine. It doesn't get rid of cradle cap, though. It just helps to soften the cradle cap. Um, so again, we're not adding a whole bunch of products to your baby's hair because we're not trying to add product, hair products, um, skin products to your baby's scalp. We're just loosening up the cradle cap, which is actually just scaly... Um, flakes of, of patches of skin that's coming off and it just has to come on at this time because the baby is expanding now. His, his, his um, oxygen, again, is, is expanding, getting fresh air there. He's breathing. So the scalp is moving. You're moving. You know, we have so many things happening with the body and this is another way of the body growing and getting rid of what it doesn't need getting rid of excess waste. So when you see cradle cap, you don't need to become alarmed. You don't need to think something's wrong with your baby or that you're being dirty with your baby. But to prevent it from building up or looking like chunks of wax or chunks of um, paper or chunks of um, dead skin on your baby's head, it is your responsibility as a parent, as a caretaker, to clean your baby's scalp. And again, we're doing this gently to prevent any over um, soreness on your baby's scalp. So the next thing that we will um, have also is bowel movements. So the baby will have bowel movements. The first few days, you should expect to see kind of like a black, dark green, sticky substance, they call it. But it's known as meconium. And meconium is the first stool of a newborn because meconium was actually in the large intestine all that time. And this is a product waste that's now coming out because now the body is starting to function properly. You know, if the baby's drinking milk, they're digesting. Liquid's going into the body. It's going out, to the, um, coming, passing through the stomach and coming all the way down to finally it gets down to the small intestines and the large intestines. And this is going to help push out this dark, sticky um, product, which is called meconium. Okay, and it's very sticky. So once you change your baby's um, diaper, you see this, it's almost as if it's like tar. So it is sticky and um, you just wipe regular and you will just wipe until baby's diaper is clean. 
but just know this is part of the first bowel movement. But once you drink, and if you, if you are nursing, if you're breastfeeding, your first baby's um, bowel movements, once this meconium has passed, you will start to see more of a mustard color um, liquid um, process for the milk. Once the milk is out, this will be what your bowel movement of your baby should look like. Yellow, mustard, seedy, and that it won't be very solid, but it won't be watery. It should not be watery where, you know, it's just water coming out, but it will be liquid liquid to little thickness in there because the baby's just getting breast milk. Now, if you have a formula or um, baby's formula that's being fed, you may not see as much of this um, for the babies. But basically, when you're breastfeeding, the milk will come out. You'll see more um, bowel movement with the baby. Usually, it's after um, every by the end of the day or almost sometimes it can be after every feeding. Each baby is different. Each um, process of our intestinal um, breakdown for food is different. So some babies, you know, you'll see they'll have a bowel movement every day and you'll see others that will just have a bowel movement once a week. Again, you know, those that usually have it once a week, maybe their body's just absorbing a lot more and they're pulling out everything from that. And so by the time it does come through the passageway, it's just one week. So we don't want to be alarmed by if the baby is not having a bowel movement every day, but we do want to be concerned if it's going past a week, okay? And also we want to, um, you can know if the baby's getting a little bit constipated because the baby's um, will have lots of gas, or the baby's um, will have a little extension more on their abdominal area, and you would have obviously missed uh, many days of not having um, bowel movement flow through. So if you're having more than one caretaker or parent taking care of the baby's diaper, let each other know, let the other person know, hey, yes, the baby had a bowel movement because we can miss that and think, wow, my baby's not going to to um, passing any milk, anything out of their body. Oh my goodness, what's going on? And all along, it's just that the other person's not letting you know, oh yes, the baby had a bowel movement. So communication in the family very important. Keep it open, keep it respectable so that everybody's on the same page to know what's going on with your baby. All right. So that's going on with the bowel movements. And now we want to talk about diaper rash. So sometimes with bowel movements, with urine, um, babies are going to use their diapers up. But diaper rash is usually happening because we're not changing the diapers as frequently as we should. So to prevent diaper rash, which would be, you know, you see lots of reddening, soreness, um, red spots, irritated spots on the baby's bottom, or even around the penis area. So we want to make sure that we are preventing extra problems for a newborn. The baby shouldn't have to be so irritated. So it's like sometimes it happens because a baby can go urinate frequently. And if you're drinking milk every hour, that baby's diapers are going to be wet. So you have to be aware the more you change the baby's diaper, the better it is for you, the better it is for the baby, okay? So when you are changing a baby's diaper, um, you want to make sure that you're cleaning and washing the baby properly. So we want to make sure like if, the, if you had a baby boy and he had a, if he was circumcised, I know some families are still circumcising their boys. So you only want to clean what you can see. You never want to pull back the foreskin, um, you know, use wipes or a damp cloth 
and you're going to begin at the base of the penis and then you're going to wipe toward the tip of the penis. All right. This is just to get everything out without you overly irritating again. We're not here to scrub floors. So it's not about being rough. We want to respect the baby's body, but we want to properly clean them to prevent um, bacteria growth from there, which is how the babies, um, with all that warmth and wetness, bacteria will grow, and this is the cause of diaper rash. So if a boy had uh, circumcision, just follow the, the instructions that was given to you by the, the provider who did this, and keep the area clean. You want to watch for any excess bleeding or infection, okay? And um, we want to just... Um, we want to just not force anything around the, the womb, okay? And other than that, you want to follow directions of what they actually gave you, to told you to do to prevent any irritation or infection from developing. Now, for the girls, you um, with diapering and changing their diaper, you want to wipe from front to back because we don't want to cross-contaminate from the um, urethra area to the vagina to the rectum area. So uh, girls have so many different parts going on, but we want to clean it from the front all the way down to the back, okay? We don't want to clean inside. We're not trying to mix um, anything or change. So you also will see in baby girls um, some white clear discharge. And let me tell you something, that is normal because that's also coming from the mom's hormones. So our bodies are developing and we are learning to see ourselves again as a newborn. But as we're caring for this newborn, let's just know that certain things are normal. And when things are not normal, such as an uh, extra odor that you're smelling for the baby, or you're seeing this extra redness or soreness, well, that shouldn't be there. That's just about being clean or, wow, maybe you need to bring certain things to your provider. Okay, we don't want to leave the diapers on on a, on a baby's um, skin because the skin is so tender and fragile. So we want to be gentle, but we don't want to soak the baby up in a soaking dirty diaper and think that we're not going to have bacteria or problems developing, which would have been the cause of diaper rash. So the frequent diaper changes are very important. Um, we want to keep the baby's areas clean and dry, and we want to make sure that we're paying attention to anything that appears different for the baby, such as redness, soreness, extra um, prickly bumps, or any type of rashes, okay? So that is our job to be prepared for, okay? And um, the last thing would be about spitting up. Now, babies will spit up, one, if they're eating <laughs> too fast. So this is about preventing or slowing down the process of constant spitting up. So with newborns, since they're drinking milk, they're learning to swallow. Sometimes um, if you're breastfeeding, the milk will come in so fast, you know, um, into the baby's mouth if your breast has just filled up with milk. And now the baby has just got a pattern and it's pulling the milk out. Now all of a sudden a big gush of milk is pouring out and the baby's trying to guzzle this down. And um, sometimes they can take in too much. Sometimes they're drinking too fast. And then so now they're getting air bubbles in, and that can be the cause of why they would spit up if they're feeding too fast, if they're eating too frequently, and then they actually get a chance to rest in between. So in between each breast that you're um, feeding the baby on, you want to burp the baby. Give the baby a chance to get some of that air out. Give the baby a chance to breathe in between. Mind you, if your baby is hungry, they will not want you to switch them from side to side. Sometimes they may cry for more milk. So use your judgment. Maybe at that time, you may need to give the baby a little more milk to calm them down. 
or maybe feed them a little longer on that one side before propping them up to burp them and then applying them on the other side of your breast. It's going to take time for you to recognize your baby's signs and to pay attention to their needs. But some things are common sense. If you see that your baby's spitting up, also um, they call it projectile vomiting. Baby could have just, as if you poured a whole um, pitcher of water onto something. Sometimes the milk can come out just straight out their mouth and just spit out. So that again is baby could have been drinking too fast. The baby was um, laid down too soon or again, having air bubbles or gas in their stomach and they needed to burp some of that out. So to prevent some of this, we want to take our time feeding the baby. We want to take our time with when we're doing a bottle feeding, the same thing. We want to take our time with positioning the baby, making sure that we're sitting them up, burping them, different things. So we don't want to just lay them down. Even when they are in their car seat, we want to try to make sure they're sitting in a certain position so they can have that ability to sit up, you know, um, just so that they're not laying down so quickly with all this fluid right there at the top and it hasn't yet digested into their body or down, just lower down from their um, top of the stomach area. We want it to be a little lower than just right at their throat area and the baby's gagging on milk that's still trying to come out. To prevent this, we burp the baby. Now, mind you, there are sometimes, you know, babies just are constantly spitting up. They have constant gas and there's other situations going on. So if you find that those things of burping your baby is not releasing um, relieving the baby of excess gas. If you find that the baby's still spitting up constantly or you're not sure, you feel concerned, what's the thing to do? What is your assignment? You always call your healthcare provider, the baby's doctor. Call your midwife. Call the one who gave you instructions before you left your area on how to take care of this baby. Recall them. Just let them know, hey, this is what's going on. I have some questions about my baby and I would like your help. There is nothing wrong with asking questions and there is no shame in not knowing. And I shouldn't even say no shame because I know when um, I hear that I often feel like, oh, wow, maybe I should feel ashamed. Maybe this is shameful. And that's far from the truth. But um, I do want to let you know there's no harm in asking questions when you don't know the answer and you're dealing with someone else's life. There's no harm in asking questions when you're doubting things of your own intellect. And there's nothing wrong with that. So please be an open-minded, healthy person because a healthy person accepts criticism, accepts new knowledge, accepts ways to learn, to adapt so they can continue on in the process of their growth or the growth of their family and community. There's so much that we are all learning. There's so much we don't understand about life yet. But one thing we can do, we know that we had a baby and that's something that we have the privilege of having that innate understanding of how to take care of this baby. Again, you're doing well. You guys are doing excellent. These were just four ways that I wanted to share with you so that you can help better take care of your newborn. You guys continue to be blessed, continue to be wonderful, continue to enjoy your gift. And remember, love is the easiest thing that you can share with your baby just by being there and making yourself available. Take care and thank you for joining Postpartum Talks with Donna.